And we're back, Sacramento, here at FC Radio. I am the host here, uh, Jay the Pounds. I have my co-host, Dr. Peasy. Dr. Peasy here. Hey, if you're stuck in traffic, we got all the new tunes to make your mood just great. We have a, a, a an artist here out of the, the L.A. area, uh, Tupac Shakur. And with he's his, not a hologram. Not a hologram at all. Here we are, bringing it in. Enjoy your week. Have a great rest of your day. Tupac, California Love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Puck, for that amazing performance. And thank you, everyone here, for joining us here at FC Radio. Radio, radio. You know, that uh, the song we chose today has a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a theme, I would think, right? Especially for the our segment on music. We do it uh, quite a bit, but we're just fucking excited to start off with that right away. Music. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a song to go into. Coming from the West Coast, especially for the West Coast people. It's um we were kind of were talking about it a little bit earlier. We were talking about the West Coast. We were talking about music and we we're just going back and forth. We started talking about artists, you know, Dom Kennedy, Larry June, June Too Short, G Perico, YG, whole bunch Th- of people. There's a lot of unities. Like within artists here in the West Coast, that's what I love about the music from here. Yeah, that's that's exactly the the point, you know. Yeah, is the is the unity within the West Coast as of recent? Not as of recently. Actually, actually that it's song good. does a great job of uh, just the shout outs on that song. You know, uh, Tupac shout out the Bay Area and back down. You know Sack what I mean? Town everywhere. It was pretty dope, and that's been going on, and it's uh, it's. It's um, interesting to see the radical differences, you know, in sound. But then when they collab, they just make some hits. Yeah, but but some are similar, too. I feel like a lot, there's a lot, you know, they have that that West Coast bounce, I, I would say. Yeah, you know it's definitely West Coast. You know what I mean? If you were to hear it from another place, you definitely think that that's like from California. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's definitely recognizable. So is East Coast music. So is uh, down south. You know what I mean. I the, it's Scru- mostly the flow. I would say. You think so? Well, yeah. I think it's the beats too, though. Yeah. You know, it's de- like because you can definitely the beats. If you're looking that at that, plays ba- a big role. If you're looking in Bay Area, you got Mac Dre, you got Jay Diggs, just like stuff that I grew up. You know yeah. what I mean? Listening to you got Andre Nicotina, E Forty, E Forty, Too Short. I mean, I listen to Ezel. I listen to. Oh man, I'm drawing so many different blanks right now. It's ridiculous. 
but that's what we have. Burner. I definitely listen to Burner. Nipsey Hustle. Yep. That that was a song that we actually brought up. Uh, Nipsey Hustle. Um, Burner. Or Burner featuring Nipsey. Wax Room. Probably one of my favorite fucking songs. Yeah, that was a good collab. It, it caught me off guard, honestly. It did. I didn't expect Nipsey to be on that. And he he came in so hard. Bro, yeah, he came that's in That's one tough. of my, my favorite Nipsey versus like... You can feel the passion. Yeah. The hunger. Real life. You know? Yeah. What were you saying? Well, we I almost got killed twice. Yeah. Speculating what the top feel like. It's you get there on your own, it don't feel right. <laughs> oh, that shit's hard, bro. But uh, you got to appreciate when fucking people from all over Cali connect like that and make some fucking great music. It... It shows like the the lack of ego, you know. It shows the true creativeness in them. It shows who how they really are creatives. You know, they link up with the the people who are who have the sound. You know what I mean? Who probably fit their mold. You know, whatever it is. But it's great to see that. And it's a lot know? of older head, older uh, artists, and younger artists doing it too. Like, because uh, I mean, ba- when you that's talk where they got the game from. <clears throat> And when you talk about it, though, you got, I mean, there was always other things brought with North and South. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's other extracurricular activities, you know, you don't got to dive into it, but it's just the truth. And when you see rappers of this magnitude, at least for us, uh, unite, you know, it's it's a good it's a great thing for us. The the listeners, the viewers who appreciate the music and appreciate the more than just the music. You know, the culture, the culture. Exactly. We got Larry June with G Perico and currency. I have I got a quick question. Yeah. What's your um, your best collab, like your favorite one? Like it has to be someone from West Coast, like someone from the Bay or up north with someone with that from L.A. Who would Um, be your top pick right now? Honestly, I was doing a little bit of just listening earlier. Not too much. I'll probably pick a different one later, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one that I was bumping is uh, Larry June and G Perico, "Summer Snow." Summer Snow. Yeah, and That's it's a good it, one. it's a. It, I don't I don't know how long ago it was, but you can hear both of them going in on their verse. You know, it's not just a half-ass verse from either one. You get the sound and the vibe from both of them, two completely different people. On this beat that they just go. Yeah. It's a sound. It's a fucking vibe. That's special yeah. when people do that. When mm-hmm. artists do that. Yeah. For for me. What would yours be? Yeah. Uh, give you give it a give, give it a, give, give give it a go. Give it a try, Billy. Give it a try. Today, Junior. That's fucked up. Classic. Billy Madison. Classic. Classic movie. If you haven't seen it, then watch it. Billy Madison. Nah, but my favorite one, I think. Was one that was really off guard was a Dr. Dre and Mac Dre. What was the song? Fizz Dance. I believe it was Fizz Dance. The instrumental was created by Dr. Dre. Was that really? Yeah. Holy fucking. If you, if you, yeah, it's crazy, huh? Dude, you I didn't know had, that? I had no clue. He, he shouts him out in the song, bro. He said, Where'd you get this beat? Oh, I don't know. Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre did, did it. it. Oh, shit. All right, yeah. And then it was I. I did the research on it, bro. Oh, dude, I gotta. I, I believe you. I just gotta. I gotta see it now. I'm pulling it up here because our actual technician here in the st- in the lab in the studio. He is wearing glasses. Actually, he quit. He's not coming back no more. He's Why would you fire him? I didn't fire him. 
He quit. He was just done. He said we weren't Dude. treating him fairly and uh, I didn't respect his views, he said. I gave that motherfucker my last Ritz pack. I mean, I told him he couldn't have my last Ritz pack, so maybe that's why he's gone. Do you want to share some Ritz? Yeah, let's share these. Yeah. But yeah, bro. Going back to this uh, West Coast. <laughs> My bad. No, what do you mean, bro? It's all good. We uh, were that was a brief commercial about Ritz cracks. What about that Mac Dre line? Salami and Swiss piled on a Ritz crack. I called the punk back. What's up, Alice? My name's not Alice. All right, Alice. I pick you up. Can you pick me up from my palace? I stay in Westland. I know you know where that is. Something. Be there in a jiffy. Yeah, he goes, That's where my dad lives. I'll be there in a jiffy. Put out the King Griffey and my F-150. I don't know what the fuck. I, I lost a beat after that. But that's something you should know, huh? Yeah, dude. That's one of my favorite songs. It just gives you... You you're there with him, like you're you know what I mean. You're navigating on that trip. It's it's crazy how he's a storyteller in that way. Mac Dre, you know, he has hyphy music. You know, he he was a definitely the originator part of the whole hyphy movement, right? Yeah. Um, but his verses and his metaphors and his wordplay, I think, is some of the most underrated in the game. Just the most under fucking Hell rated, yeah. dude. Like. The way he can paint you the picture and the metaphors and the, the comparisons and what he's doing and the uniqueness in the sound as well, you know. When you the Dizzle Dance starts like that's like you don't just make that's that a for, dance, bro. That's a fucking dance. You like, don't just make that for anybody too. You don't. You're not just. You know what I mean? How many rappers can go off on that? How that's a perfect fucking beat. For, that that the collab was one of the. I, that's one of the greatest, dude. You hear the Dizzle Dance in Pittsburgh somewhere where Wiz Khalifa's from? Can you do that Dizzle Dance? Wiz Khalifa? Yeah. <laughs> what you know about Wiz? Bro, it's funny because I was just listening to a podcast uh-huh. and Snoop Dogg was in it. I think, Snoop? It, I, I think Snoop? it was The Breakfast Club. But he, were Snoop Loop cereal coming to you in a Walmart. Coming soon. I bet you he, if he Walmart, hear that. bro? Not yeah, even bro. Target? Fuck, bro. Nah. You know, bro. You know. All the cracking shit goes to Walmart first. All the what? The cracking shit. The cracking shit? Yeah. 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 Uh, like, right here at Full Circle, we have our own dictionary, and cracking shit means fucking good stuff. Yeah. Cracking shit. Yeah, what is that? It's cracking. What? It's cracking. It's cracking shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what do you think of that Hawaiian spot, that Hawaiian barbecue spot? It's cracking. Yeah, see? It's cracking. Cracking shit. Cool. I don't know about shit though. Like, yeah, no, I'm like, trying to make it happen because you kept saying it. I was like, I don't know if this shit. phrase is gonna be cracking. <laughs> it's just cracking. It's just cracking. Cracking. Thought Joe go crack, crack, crack. Do you think cracking is where would that originate? The word cracking. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, probably the East Coast. You think so? Yeah, cracking. What's cracking? Fat Joe. Joey, crack, crack, crack. That was hella funny, dude. He started talking hella shit on that YouTube video. Did my brother show it to you? Nah, but I know that was a character. That was funny. He's just talking about hanging around with, well, billionaires, billies. It's so uh, funny, bro. He's just so funny. He's just so funny. His views and his shit. Is, everybody's entitled to their own views, their own opinion. You know, I respect that. And that's a beautiful thing that you can have in the United States of America. It's like fucking DJ Khaled. Why? What happened with that? 
Do you know what happened to him? What happened? They were. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Major key. No, it's because he just be doing shit like that. Like, I don't know their persona, bro. Yeah, they just be going in on some shit. And they always do that shit on a camera. Like, DJ Khaled recording his whole life. Fucking His fucking wife being tired of his shit. I I don't really follow him. There's, like, a video that's fucking... He's, like, recording his uh, wife workout. Yeah. And he's, like, kind of trying to cheer her on. Yeah. So, fucking... He's right there recording her. The trainer's right there. And he's like, come on, babe. Let's do... Let's go. Let's go. Just trying to motivate. And she's like, shut the fuck up. I don't need to hear someone all the time like you. Fuck. Damn. 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 What did he do? I don't know. And she's just gonna, like, get that phone out of my fucking face. Like... Because she, she was really about her shit, probably. That's why. Yeah, she probably didn't want that shit in her face. Yeah, like, putting it... Sometimes, you know... Cameras are cool. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah, I don't... I definitely, man, as much as, you know, we try to push on our, you know, Instagrams and our Twitter and all that, and what we do here, um, I try to really... I've been trying to refrain from, my, like, phone use, you know, because I just find myself trapped sometimes by it. And it's like, fuck, I, I get all... I get irritated. My head starts to hurt if I look at it too much. It's weird. Anyway, my little, my little blurb for the day. Phone yeah. usage. Slow it down a little bit. Take take time. Take time for you. What the fuck? Me too, bro. I'd be stuck on my phone sometimes. Like, Yeah, we know. <laughs> is it bad or good? I mean, you could be doing good stuff on it. No, I think... But I, I think... Okay, so I don't... Isn't it, it takes you to another world, and I don't think that's what people understand. Yeah, it's a... It's, it's, it's not real. It isn't. It's an illusion. It's what you want people to see, you know? I'm not posting stuff that... I don't know. Like, I'm not... It, it, so, this is funny. Because this ties back into this book sitting here. It's called The 48 Laws of Power. And I'm only at the preface, all right? And we'll talk through this book as I go through my podcast and the shows and, and what have you. But this book in the preface, it's talking about manipulation, right? It's talking about how you can kind of use things to your advantage, right? And this isn't my view at all. This isn't my book. I'm just reading this. But he kind of compares the world, you know, you know, us as we interact as humans we're all positioning on each other. We're all trying to kind of get leverage some leverage on someone or trying to get something out of someone in return for something. Or you want to act like this so you get treated like this so nothing bad happens, you know, to try to keep an even keel, right? So me and you, we've never seen each other before. We bump each other. We look at each other. We size each other up. We, feel like we figure out what we're going to do. Is it going to be peaceful? Is it not? Do you know what does I mean? Does it, sh- does it show you how to manipulate? Well... The, the the preface the example it gives you is if anybody's seen Game of Thrones, it kind of gives that example. It's <clears throat> fuck. Break it down for me, Billy. So there's a king, right? Kings and queens, and there's houses, and there's families. There's kings, there's families, there's houses, there's fucking horses. Back in that time. But also, there's the kings and queens council, right? Like Game of Thrones, like there's motherfuckers that would advise her, advise him, 
and they'd be calling the shots, right? They would be in charge of this land and that land. They'd be the king and queens of certain areas. And they had to do whatever the king or queen king said, right? But within that, there's their councils. The right-hand man, the left-hand man, the fucking money man, the delivery man, all these people, right? Mm-hmm. And within those people, they're positioning for power too. They want to be king or queen, you know, at one point. So getting back to my overall statement, right? Of Instagram and, you know, you putting out what you want people to see. Within Game of Thrones, you were positioning for power with a smile on your face, but you were doing them dirty through the back door, it's giving co- giving it to them raw. It's a cold world. I like it raw. She likes it raw. Not she, she doesn't like it raw. Well, I said I she like it. She loves it raw. I said I like it. You like it? Well, I mean, I was just not trying to like use the the exact line, just trying to switch it up. But, I mean, some people will get the reference. Some people won't. And if you don't, it's okay. It's okay? <laughs> it's okay. It's what I was... I didn't even know what I was going to say. I was going to say, it's okay or I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, bro. It's okay. It's like... That's like you agreeing, but like also saying, I don't care. Yeah. It's okay. You just turn away and you drink your beer. You don't even look back at that fool. <laughs> well, like we said earlier, bro, we have our own fucking lingo here at fucking... The FC radio. Fucking, fucking FC radio. So, Instagram, you you know, just that whole idea. I don't even know where we're going to go with that idea after this whole, you know, Game of Thrones rant and positioning and just manipulation of 48 Laws of Power. It's, um, it's all, it's weird, you know? Yeah. We go about it every single day. That's what, like that little example I gave you about you bumping into the guy or we bump into a guy or you just see someone. You know, you. how do you want them to react to you? You want them to be okay, right? You want to be peaceful and be able to go back home. The people you interact with, you act a certain way, you know? Yeah, but not everyone's like that, though. What do you mean? Like, you can't just interact like that in a peaceful manner with everyone. Well, There's fucking obstacles in this world. Oh, yes. Tell me more. You know, let me tell you about these obstacles. You jump down. You fucking do the monkey bars. Boom, boom, boom. After pop that, up. you pop up, you go on the playground, you play a quick game of tic-tac-toe on that little game thing. And then, boom, you win. You win. And what are you off to? Change your life. Change your life. That first win. Getting back to that first win, your first fucking win. Can anybody tell me what their first win was? What was your first win? When did you first face adversity? When did it first punch you in the fucking face? My first time, I would say... Probably like Pop Warner football or like football in the streets back in the day. Right. I was actually thinking about that as well because uh, we brought up, you actually posted our logo. Shout out PZ. Shout, Shout out, out Full Circle Company. Circle Company. Shout out Full Circle Mentality. Shout out to all the homies. Shout out to George Panicha, the artist that did the logo for us. Thank you very much, sir, for, for taking your time to do that. Hell of an artist. Yeah, we actually got down on it and... Uh, there was actually a lot of thought in there. You know, we got that. We actually, there was some thought in there. When we, when, we, when uh, Anthony actually put it on paper and we were just looking it over and, you know, kind of help me out. Anthony, kind of help me uh, dive into. Help, help you out. I, I will help, help you. me out, man. Tag, tag me in. <laughs> I got you, son. Thank you. So, like, pretty much with the logo. I just wanted to dance. With the logo. Um, the homie did the San Francisco giant font on top. 
where it says full circle. I don't know why I was talking like that. I think I'm like this fucking person with <laughs> different personalities. Yeah, like that movie Split. <coughs> that movie's pretty intense. I it's pretty good. It. I never seen good. it, but I heard of it. It's pretty good. It's pretty intense. It's like uh, the acting is pretty wild, you know, to be so many personalities, one person to do all that yeah. acting. It's pretty. It's pretty good when it's when it's, when it's believable too. Hey. Yeah, but going back to that logo, man. The top, we got a full circle on the top area of it. We follow us on Instagram. You've probably seen it. We already posted it. So, on the top, we got that full circle with that SF Giants font. You know, to have that Bay connection, the up north, the west coast. And on the bottom, we got the LA Dodgers font, the little crisp, crisp little sharp letters. Yep. And right in the middle, we got the FC. In that lime green. Not lime green, but it's a Kelly green. Kelly green to be exact. To be exact. And that's uh the the Greenfield Raiders. That's our Prop Warner team we first played for. Um everybody in Greenfield, if they had the program up and running during the time, that was the team. That's where you started. You started at least organized football. Yeah. You know? It, it everybody played in the streets. Purpose, yeah. yeah, but street we, football was cool. Well, I'd get fucked. We get down. Fuck yeah. That was real. You want to talk about really like that's real adversity is when you're playing in the street. A motherfucker just got nothing else to lose but to prove their name in the fucking street because that's all they got. Because mom and dad and whoever's at the home, like you're doing whatever the fuck, you're eating whatever the fuck, whatever's there. But right here. I got to make a name for myself. And you, you just hit harder in the street too, bro. I don't know. It's <laughs> different. You fucking taking out all that anger on the homie from down the street. I fucking fucked that boy. He was talking shit last night. You know? Fuck that, bro. And I played, I played on the fucking, the east side. Mm-hmm. Where that's where all the fucking homies played at. Yeah. Like fucking, I played with like Lingo, Roger, Fat Manny, all of those dudes. I remember we went, that we went out there one time to the east side park and then we, I forgot who I went with, but it was, it was pretty fun, man. It's crazy too, bro, because we were kids. And we just all played like it was no big deal. We and knew what, we knew what, we knew what it was. It was football. That's all it was. Street football. But yeah. the funny fucking part is that there's fucking dudes like six years older than you or eight playing too. Yeah, like it's just funny. that random homie playing. Like, yeah, they're not that good, you know. Or they're playing quarterback or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's you know whether you know. <laughs> he said, "You know, <laughs> you know. whether you're from Monterey County, Greenfield that has its own reputation of of whatever you think the reputation is, but it's actually a, a real nice community to live in. You know, when on the outside looking in, when I've been away for you know, I've actually moved out of Greenfield in 2016, come out here to Sacramento, and you know, embark on the journey of life and all <laughs> the new endeavors. Oh my God." My hair's in the wind. No, uh, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> Damn, bro, that vaccine's kicking in. Yeah, oh, fuck. No, it's just um. But being away for six years, um, being able to look back and to really examine what I where I was living and where I grew up, it's a great community, you know. When I got to play on the the Pop Warner team, I actually. You know, before you actually get to play, before you actually get to play, before you actually get to play, you have to make weight. You know, you have to be a certain weight limit to actually play. If you guys didn't know that, when you're like a certain age, like under, I think it was, 
sixth grade to about seventh grade or no the big kids some fifth graders can play but it was like depending the weight how how heavy you were actually if you're a fifth grader um it was sixth through eighth grade and it was for the greenfield raiders and that's what you played for but i I forget what the weight was i think the weight limit was 185 was it what was it 165 do you remember Mm, i don't remember but i remember it was like between like 170s and 80s yeah right i think it might have and depended if there was another heavyweight on the other team that weighed around the same then you can play <laughs> i only only played in the games with the other heavyweight yeah that's crazy huh how you they arranged it like that i was too big fifth grade was my only year i was i made weight i don't even think i'm i think i might have i didn't even play my fifth grade year i played fifth grade but i was so big that's why they like i was still able to play but i played fifth quarter still but would you be would you so getting back to just the whole point of the logo <laughs> that lime that cali green in there it's kind of where we started where we first star, saw our organized adversity you know we saw how you had to play by the rules this organized chaos right because it was just chaos in the streets but now it's an organized chaos and now there's rules you can't just play me and my boy oscar we would never make weight and we were never really close anyway. You know, we were always like four pounds, five pounds, like t- five to 10 pounds over. Yeah. Always. And we would put bags over us. We put a long, uh, we put a shirt over that and a long sleeve shirt. And before and after practice, I forget which one, honestly, we would run the big lap. We do like a couple of those. We do up downs while people, they were practicing when they were stretching, we'd just be working already. Yeah, I feel like when you were that borderline weight, like that's where you had to fucking lose that shit. Yeah, yeah. And when you gotta I, push yourself. You have to overcome adversity at a young ass age too. Like that's when we first saw it, and it's a beautiful thing. Imagine if we didn't. Imagine if we didn't get hit in the face by the motherfucker from Soledad or from Gonzalez or King City, bro. King City, they always had some fucking hard hitting kids. Gonzalez always had big ass kids, you know, and they would play because they let us play too. I was a menace though. I only, I think I only actually got to play my eighth grade year or my seventh grade year. My eighth grade year was like my best year. I had a good ass year. You were in weight. I I got to play the like majority of the games, and I would just run after motherfuckers like people. I played baseball. That was my thing. My mom didn't want me to play football because my knees are all fucked up. I had Oz Good Slaughters as a kid. That's where I guess. Yeah, it's something. Just look it up. Osgood Schlatter's disease. You're gonna fucking laugh when you read this, but look it up. Sounds. I, this is a real thing. It's in your knees. Uh, what does it do? What is the disease? It just do? made it like have the bump right here. I have on my knee. Uh-huh. It that's what it is. It's what that's what that's called. Osgood Schlatter. <laughs> but you could you could. You can't fix that. That's a bump that's sticking out of your knee. It's a bone. Anyway, my mom was like, "Nah, you can't play." My knees did hurt. But my mom was like, no, you couldn't play. So I finally got to play my eighth grade year, but I fucking was just a menace, bro. I was fucking, I don't know why I was so hungry. I love football. I love watching the Raiders. I love playing in the street. Oh, but I was deceivingly fucking fast. I would run after motherfuckers because I play baseball. Because when you chase someone, you know, it's like that <sighs> adrenaline. It's that like you it's you or him and you're just so like, I got to fuck. And especially when you get that at like a young age. Yeah. That's when it really, you gravitate more towards it. You're like, oh, let me get more of this shit teaches you how to keep going you know because yeah. you did get hit in the face you did get hit hard you want to overcome you've I mean, have you ever hit been hit at any point in your in like 
your football career at any point where like maybe the hit was a late hit, a bad hit, where like fucking your face mask got stuck in your neck or your chin strap, shit like that? Like were you ever almost teared up and cried? Fuck. Was those t- or like where you got your bell rung and you just didn't know I what think, was going on? I think I learned those lessons playing in the street more. Really? Yeah. So when I put on the equipment, it was nothing. I mean, I it, it, I, I, it was I, like it was like for me, I had overcame those things. Like, give me, let me give you an example. One time, I fucking hit my head hella hard on the floor, and like, bro, like my head was ringing so fucking bad. I can guarantee you I got a concussion. But I kept fucking playing. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, you have to shake it off. Yeah, he was fucking nuts. That, that's what I'm saying. So I learned a lot of fucked up shit playing in the streets. <laughs> I never had that happen to me, dude. And all like, I mean, I fell off a playground before and I've hit my head and I've heard the ringing. But I, I think it's happened to me more in like those organized sports. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying to this whole point is that's where we first started facing adversity. Actually... We started facing adversity a lot younger, but you know what I mean? That's where those we are one of the first times we were aware of it. Yeah, but going back to it, those are some of the ideas that we got from the logo. We wanted to keep it um, not too over your head, but, you know, some little hidden details. Yeah, little uh, Easter eggs, they call them. Little messages. Yeah. Uh, with that, we'll be having a drop coming out very, very soon uh, with that logo. So keep your eyes out. Always great to have a... You know, some of the FC merch on hand just in case. You know, Christmas is coming up. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying. Hey, you know you're, what I'm saying. You're going to get cold. You know, you're going to get cold. We got you, okay? So stay tuned. Okay, so we're going to move on here to our news headline of the week. And it's not so much a headline. I guess it is a headline. It's just a story I wanted to touch on. Something that happened, Uh, couple, uh what was this? Yesterday? One day ago? Like literally. So Henry Ruggs, a wide receiver for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, got in a car accident and he got in a car accident with a Toyota uh, and he was driving his Corvette, slammed into the back of it. Going, going over 150. Yeah, 150. He blew over the legal limit, two times over the legal limit. And he ended up taking a life of a lady, of a female. I didn't look too much on the details, but condolences to the family. The family, yeah. Yeah, because that's, you know, accidents that happen like that, you know, I've I've experienced where accidents just happen. And it's, not, it's just, you're at a loss for words. So our condolences. Um, but to get to the, the topic, you know, this Henry Ruggs and and this, this, this young man is only 22 years old. Getting paid five mil a year. It's interesting to see this happen. Josh Jacobs, he got a DUI, I think, the previous season. What was his name again? Josh Jacobs. Jacobs? Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Little inside joke. Yeah, that's funny. Not Brandon. Not Brandon Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. Nah, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I think it's what that city of Las Vegas brings. It brings a little evilness, you know. I think there's an underlying darkness there. Um, and that's just what I think from just the casino money there from the mafia and that just has to be. The, the life that's just there. It's a 24 hour life, gambling debts, uh, the drugs that are on there. The, the It's just a life. You know, they call it Sin City. 
You know, it is what it Sin is. Sin City, huh? Yeah, that's what they call it. The city of Sin. And a 22-year-old who had a superstar future ahead of him was involved in a accident killing an innocent woman. How can these things be prevented? You know, how how do you teach this? You know, you, you just don't do it. You call an Uber. Yeah. You don't drive your Corvette home. Or a Lyft. Or a Lyft. Or you call that person that you can call at that time. Derek Carr? To pick you up. Yeah, Derek Carr would have picked you up, no doubt, if he was there. He he said that? Yeah. He saw that little... I didn't uh, even... Honestly, bro, it's so sad that I... I haven't looked much into it except for the basic headlines, the details. And that's where I kind of want to keep it at the time being just because I don't want to touch the top. I know we're touching on it now, but it's going to be Friday when this comes out. And I still don't want to talk about it. You know, it's just uh, I want to touch on it. Just uh, the horribleness that can come from alcohol when you're not thinking straight. You know, when I was 22, I would make these decisions, too. I'd get behind the wheel. I'd get into a car with someone who was drinking and driving or probably on other drugs as well. And you don't think twice about it. But this is what happens. People die and lives are fucking ruined. They're fucking ruined. Like Uh. ruined. His life is ruined and he took a life. And those families that are still going to be affected for the years to come, it's going to hurt, you know. And it's going to be because of this, be this young, could be, it's going to be because of this young man and his decisions. I'm not going to lay too much hate on him because that's not what you do and the blame is on him and he's going to have to reap what he sowed. He's going to have to lay in his bed and he lost everything in the blink of an eye because he made a bad decision. It's fuck. It's it's sad. It's one of the saddest things to see. It's horrifying. Like Twenty two years old, superstar dude. Oh, superstar, right? Yeah. If anybody knows about football, Henry Ruggs, he he can do it. He's been showing too. But you know, hey, what can you do? Nothing now. I guess he's just an example. Yeah, and it's fucked up. It, people gotta learn from this. Everybody got to learn. Anybody who's out there who's 22 who thinks you can't be affected. I mean, I think we actually give these. It's it's almost like giving someone a loaded gun playing playing for these sports teams. You know, you're a college, you're a college kid or you're coming out of you're coming out of college, fresh out of college. You're coming to the league, whatever it may be. You're getting all these millions of dollars. How many like. What is the percentage of people who fuck up and what is the percentage of people who don't fuck up whether it's drinking and driving or another kind of endeavor and if it's not if it's if it's balanced and the people who are not fucking up is winning like look at that think about that how good the kids are raised you know what i mean mm-hmm. like how good of a head of, you know, environment they got a good head on their shoulders that's all i'm saying because you got to make that decision you got to you got to call that friend man and i touch on this because i lost a couple friends to an accident like that where you know, I don't know the details either about it. I don't know if there was alcohol involved at all or any other drugs, but I just know that they passed away in a car accident at very early hours of the morning, and it probably could have been prevented. And here we are. You deal it on a, on a, on a different magnitude, right? You, we're looking at the, We look at these NFL superstars and MLB superstars, NBA superstars, kind of like as examples for these young kids. But they're kids themselves. They're 23 years old pitching in the World Series. They're 24 years old. They're 22 years old. Some people come out fresh out of high school at 18. Yeah, you just got to have that guidance system around you. 
So wherever you're at, whoever your kids are, whether if give them some guidance, t- t- talk to them, you know. And if it's if you're fucking drinking and driving, fucking stop that shit. Stop that shit. You'll save someone a phone call that will fucking change their life forever. I swear to you. I swear. Yeah, I know. I know we're getting deep. I know we got a little he- deep with the Henry Ruggs. I just didn't know how I wanted to tackle the topic, and it kind of unfolded on its own right here. It's just it kind of tied back in. Dia de los Muertos just passed a couple of days, you know, and it's just it's it feels like everything's fresh again. It's interesting. I didn't feel anything these past couple of days. We're supposed to be celebrating the the you know the the dead and. Usually I've been really excited and I don't know why, but I was just really down and um I guess here it is now. You hear it? I'm very happy I mean I'm Do you think hearing about the Henry Rugg situation kinda it kinda triggered it. It triggered it? it was yeah, dude, that I don't like that it. word, but yeah, it did fucking definitely hit a switch in my head that I didn't want hit this year. I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't because I know we're supposed to celebrate, but in that there's still some melancholy and gloominess that comes with it. So every time I look at my altar, I, I I love it, and I love the people who are there, and I love that we're embracing them and celebrating them. But at the same time, it's I kind of put up a little border because I don't want to feel the pain of the loss. So anyway, not to get too deep, too deep for the is this too deep for the intro? Deeper than telekinesis. That's how the Henry Ruggs topic got tackled here on the podcast. Everybody who has their judgment and is passing judgment on this young man. Think about it. How many times have you done that? Oh, but fuck you, Julio. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you done that? Fuck you, Julio. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I do that shit too. Uh, <laughs> no, we uh, all have, we all have our fucking bro. When, if you could do anything to not take something out on someone or your anger or frustration, if that's you just venting in your room alone, like that ah, fucking motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. Just to get it out, bro. If that's your fucking what keeps you peaceful, fucking go ahead and do it. Do it. It's anger management 101. Just fucking walk away from everybody and just cuss at the wind. You heard that's what they told you to do as a kid? Nah, that's what I just kind of do now. It's just like I just get mad and I try to internalize just it. Let it, a it out. Bit, let it out at a different time and a moment. Transmute that feeling of. Or just roll a blunt, huh? Nah, honestly, I try not to like. I'm trying not to smoke too much while i'm bored i'll do it more to kind of activate the mind or before i go to bed now because yeah. I, I don't know i still like being foggy through the day unless it's my one of my days off you know then we're good but we got to be out there hustling i'm a hustler it makes baby. everything foggy for you i just want you to know it doesn't make it foggy but i'm stoned <laughs> yeah know? so like i'm not on my i'm not on like my 100 percent game like oh i can recall this promotion, that promotion. I'm still learning a whole bunch of shit, so I can't be fucking up. Can't be slipping. Can't can't be slipping. Man. Yeah, I no, wonder how Snoop Dogg does it. I don't know. I think they heard that he smokes like 38 blunts a day or some shit like that. Dude, he, how does he do it? He smokes like a impossible number of blunts. I don't know how he does it. He has must have lungs of iron. Dude. I don't know what kind of lungs he has, but what's up with them? Let me get him. My lungs are over here. It's like. <gasps> I would want to smoke with him. I don't know if I would. I'll at least share one. If we can be on the GGN network. <laughs> For real. That'd be hilarious. Dude, that'd be so cool. One day, Uncle Snoop, what's up? Can we tap in? What's up, nephew? 
So what's up, nephew? I can't do a good Snoop Dogg. It's hard. Nah. What up, nephew? No, I can't. That fool just started acting hella hard, huh? Who? Snoop? Yeah. When? When he was uh When he became an uncle? Nah, when he was in When the he became Uncle Snoop? <laughs> nah. I'm talking about when he was in training day. Oh yeah, he was hella hard, huh? In the wheelchair, remember? Yeah. No, he wasn't hard. Yeah, he was. He fucking pushed him over, didn't he? Yeah. That's he fucked spit up. On him. That's fucked up. Fuck, I'm thinking about that shit now. Like, goddamn. But what he ended up doing? Didn't he end up going to jail? Yeah, because he had a fucking... Crack rock on him? Yeah. Yeah, but he... He fucking... I thought, like, he had fucked up um, Denzel, but nah. Nah, they were just... Fuck, he was just fucking with them. Dude, yeah. That's a good-ass movie. Yeah, Training Day? If you haven't seen Training Day, you better watch that shit. I haven't seen that one in a long time. When yeah. he gets to the Mexicans? Damn. I'd be hella scared, bro. Uh you ever have your shit pushed in? I had my shit pushed in real good. That dude was going to get his fucking head blown off. That was about to Shower die. in the bath. If it wasn't for saving his cousin. Dude, the fear in his eye. Fucking Ethan Hawke. Is that his name? Ethan Hawke, the actor? I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. And he's, He looks like an Ethan. Definitely looks like a hawk. But taking it back to that story, that story was based on a true story. Training day? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, not specific. Damn, you're dropping fucking bubba bubba bombs. Today. Not specific events, but there is a scandal that happened in LA like that. So that movie is about the Rampart scandal. It ties in a little to that. Okay. It's not all based on a true story, but it takes out from it. Yeah, so it's like kind. I think it kind of. So the what's the Rampart scandal? The Rampart scandal was a scandal that happened in uh, LA. The cop. Cops, and pretty much cops fucked everything up. They were just being dirty? They were being dirty. Dirty, okay. dirty guys. Let me read a little passage for you. Okay. All right. Shoot me. In one of the I most mean, widespread it. cases of documented police corruption in U.S. history, responsible for a long list of offenses, including unprovoked shootings, unprovoked beatings, planning of false evidence, oh stealing God. and dealing narcotic, Yikes. bank robbery, <laughs> perjury, and the cover, covering up of evidence of these activities. Damn. So they were just doing, running a fucking muck and just covering it all up. Yes. Bro. So pretty much they're Alonzo. Right? Yeah. The, the, that's who. They were all cops. Alonzo is the fucking Elliot Police Department at the time. Jesus. Louises. Hey, everybody who's going out to be a cop now. Do the right thing. Serve and protect. Appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate yeah. all the men and women in law enforcement from the bottom of my heart. All jokes aside. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard job. It's a hard thing to, to to even wrap your mind to want to go in to go help somebody where it can potentially be dangerous. Like, I mean, if it happened and it arose in front of me, but it's on, right? We got to do it. You got to fight or flight. Are we going to fight and help? Or are we going to... You know, run away. You got to help whatever it is if it's in front of me. But am I going to go fucking out to be a superhero to do that? I don't know if that's in me. Yeah. And to everybody who chooses to be that superhero and to protect and serve, appreciate you. The bottom of our hearts. Dude, there's so much fucked up shit that gone like both ways. Yeah, it's, it's a love 
It's a love hate thing, I believe. Dude, I just seen a fucking like, I don't even want to talk about it because it just fucked up. Well, you brought it up. Now yeah. they're gonna be like, "Oh no, come on, easy, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me." Easy, come nah, on, well, tell me, fool. Hey, fool, tell me, fool. <laughs> okay, fool, kick back, fool, I'ma tell you. Okay, fool. No, but like, going back to social media, I was on Twitter, bro. That went th- all that the way full circle. Th- that did go complete full circle. Yes, that was like three minutes into the podcast. It shows you shit. What do you mean? What it shows you stuff like that you don't want to see on. Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really look for that. Or honestly, like on Twitter. Sometimes you just find it on your page. I don't have I don't have too big of a following. I just started Twitter recently, so like, I, you know what I mean. Well, I'm, it's just some people. I feel, I feel limited yeah. in my Twitter. How do I find other anyway? You follow specific pages, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, like a I'm community. Twitter is a community. All right. But someone retweeted something, and it was like. A cop going up to stop someone, uh-huh. and then like they just the person just comes out the car and start dumping on them. Like the cop, like they were just a normal ass stop. Yeah, nothing crazy, and it just showed everything, bro. And I was just fucked up. You don't know what you're walking up to ever, and I think that's why maybe police have that view sometimes because maybe you do it so long, you do it so much. You kind of get jaded in your thinking, and it happens. And that's when the corruption happens. That's when you take out the frustrations that you shouldn't on that person you apprehended, this, that, and the other, right? I'm not, I don't have all the answers, but what I would suggest as a solution, maybe, I don't know, maybe weekly talk it outs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something to where you can actually de stress to be able to jujitsu, maybe. Uh, some type of discipline that you might have to take to actually take someone down using your hands as opposed to a gun because sometimes I think they messed up when with weapons what do you mean I think the world would be a lot better without without them bro like I think so too we'd be able to survive with some crazy ass swords like fighting like it'd be different if we didn't have guns yeah if we didn't have guns if we didn't have guns and we just stuck to like bows and arrows I think we would have just I think evolutionary wise and just through the process of living and the way we adapt and progress as a species, I think we were, well, I think we're going to learn things to that are better than guns and we're already learning shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? I think they were going to happen anyway. I would, I think you're, they're going to happen. With technology when, and everything. Yeah. We would, they were going to happen whether we wanted to or not. Yeah, but in but a world where guns wouldn't be, what would be some of the positives? What would they have? Okay. So what would be our weapons for defense? Bone but or like just n- no weapons, bro. Our so hands, okay. our hands. So this, so that's even even when I say that, I'm trying to find a way. Like, okay, so how do I defend myself? You know what I mean? Well, you got your hands. That's you're, all you need. You're completely right. You know, all you need is your hands. But what if? Okay, what if? What if this? If they're bigger than you. Okay, what if you're trying to protect your family though? Do you have the right to a sword? I don't think a lot. A lot of things like that would happen if if you didn't like so maybe we don't have to change what we have right you can still have it what if we just change our mentalities if we didn't have these prejudices if we didn't have these assumptions all the time about how we look at life if we let go of all the all that baggage that comes with 
wanting to protect ourselves in fear of everything and wanting to hurt somebody else. And instead of like wanting to actually plot on somebody, you ever hear about those crime stories where people plot on their husbands or plot on their wives to kill them? <laughs> like just talk it out. It's fucked up. Money. You got to get your mind right. You got to talk it out. You got to, what if we just talk shit out? What if we didn't have that bias? How do we get rid of that bias? How do we get rid of that fucking underlying shit that we grow up with that's in, rooted in us? The, it's the rooted mo- in, it's the, rooted in us, yeah, bro. Yeah. The emotions won't uh, build up in you. I think talking, talking uh, will be good. How, how do you stay neutral? How would I stay neutral? Like me, myself, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah, how would you stay neutral? You're like not nah, for the. Or like, how do you, you stay out of a argument? You, you just stay neutral, right? But yeah, what? You, what? What? Sometimes you just gotta walk away from it. How? What? What inclines you to do that though? What keeps you from just reacting? What is that at first initial? Like, what happens? Hmm. What happens for you? You think is it worth it? So is you it break worth it down. Your time? Is it worth you being upset for something? Yeah. You know when you have conflict with someone else. It, it puts you in a perspective where it's like, I'm going to be pissed. This is going to happen and it's going to ruin my whole day or something. So you a actually lot of people, look a lot at it before like that? In a way, it's kind. Of, I feel like it's instilled in me like from doing that over time. But I know people like, oh, you spill your coffee. I'm going to have a bad day today. Fuck uh, this. Fuck that. Fuck. You know, I do it sometimes. Yeah, and it can just kind of proceed with just yeah, like a bad you, attitude. Yeah, and you don't have to go through that. That's so interesting. I mean, that's just the mindset. Yeah, the way you think of it, right? Like, for me, I just kind of take a couple deep breaths. And I know I'm going to get upset because I can feel that. For me, like, I'm a quick snap. I'm a snapper. You know, you've been around me. Like, you know, my emotions come fast. They come fast. So, like, if I just kind of, like, feel that emotion rising, I kind of just breathe now. Like, And, like, if I'm upset by something, I try to think about it. But I'm working on it. So that means 60% of the time you're getting fuck, damn, shit, ass, you know? It'd be worse, though. It could be worse. We're at 40% right now, and we're still working on it. So, you know, I'll let you know when I get there. And if we're still going to be just working the whole it's time. It's hard, though, bro. Like, so, but, but that's, what, that's what life is, though. We're yeah. just lifelong learners, I think. We're always learning. And then when we put up that wall, it's fucking bullshit. Everybody thinks they know everything, you know? It's fucking horrible. But guess what? Here at Full Circle, you are limitless. You are limitless. Did you hear that? I am limitless. And you are too if you believe that. You limitless? Me? I'm limitless. I am limitless. I am limitless. Thank you. I'm limitless. Who brought Poncho over here? Poncho. Thank you. I'm limitless. I am limitless. That's actually a mantra here at Full circle, go. Being limitless. Not putting a ceiling on what you have to offer. You know, you are a king, you are a queen in your own right. And you just have to act it out. You have to be that. You have to be exactly that and accept nothing less. You gotta love yourself. You gotta love yourself. But sometimes what it means to be a king and a queen, man, to be a real leader... Sometimes you got to get dirty. Sometimes you got to sacrifice. Sometimes you got to wade through the shit. Sometimes you got to be the person to go through that dark place. Sometimes you got to put people on your back. Sometimes life ain't fucking easy. You know, you got to do it. 
You gotta but get the through, job done. But through that will come greatness. I, I, I tell you. I know. I see. I have a couple um, friends that I see from a distance who are exactly who they're supposed to be. It's crazy. It's such a mind warp when I think about it. They had previous lives and the two individuals I'm talking about, you know, they're associated with a company and they are just, they are exactly what, and I'm just going to say they're exactly what a man should be. I think in my view mm-hmm. of what men should be, <laughs> if that fucking matters, you know, providing for their family, taking care of their priorities, learning where they need to learn, accepting that. Accepting the challenges of life with a fucking smile on their face, like let bring it on, motherfuckers. Yeah, like, like when you have that view, it's like most, mo- most importantly, I'd say is the fact that you're still able to be yourself. Yeah, not I letting anybody change you. Yeah, I mean, change is good, obviously. Growth. Yes. No change. Growth. Well, you might change some habits, but. The fact that you stay like true to yourself, but like to the your foundations, the root of you, the root of you, <laughs> the root of you. It's deep. It is deep. It's it's uh, you know, man, you know about it. Through, like I believe, you know, I think all the energy runs through everything. I think everything should be treated as God. We should respect the earth. We should respect each other. Whatever, however we look. If you're homeless, if you're not homeless, if you're whatever fucking color skin, I ain't tripping, you know. We can't be doing that shit. Shit's all bad. That shit leads to board. That, that's the shit that leads to the gun violence and the fucking fear. It's because like the that we don't know. Everything's the unknown because we put up these walls before we even get to meet people. Well, on the assumptions, on stereotypes that are fucking fed to us. It's fucking crazy. Damn, I thought we weren't going to get deep anymore. That's just what happens here at FC Radio. We're deep in stories. Deep in stories. And I like to shine some light on some happy stuff, some funner stuff. Because we have fun here at FC Radio. Isn't that right, Ralph? Can you fucking move the light? We're happy here. You're getting a pay cut, Ralph. Fuck my bad. <clears throat> now, um, hey, thanks, Ralph. You're the best, man. I appreciate you, dog. Dude, if it wasn't for you, oh man. Yeah, take that out to the back. That's Ralph. Tell your wife I said hi, Ralph. We like to call this segment story time. And how did this segment arise? Well, it just arose. We were actually talking about, we were actually, what the fuck, when, how the fuck did that even come about the story that I'm about to tell? Story time with Jay the Pounds and Peasy. Run it back. Run that thing back, Turbo. All right, so I'll, I'll go first. So it was about, what year was it? It was probably my sophomore or junior year. Sophomore or junior year because the story about the person I'm about to tell you is an underclassman. I'm not going to say any names just to keep things kosher, you know? We don't want to be exposing people out here. But we are going to dive into the story, right? So it's about after practice, right? So the setting, 
football field, Greenfield football field, Greenfield high school football field. Um, right when you're about to enter the, right when you cross the track, right there by the little green grass. So everybody's, you know, ending practice. We're all walking out. Big Sam's up in the front. He's our coach at the time, or he might not have been the coach. I don't know what, I, you know, I just have this vivid memory, right? I have this fucking crazy. So we're all walking, and he has a dog named Raider. Shout out, rest in peace, Raider. Great dog. It was a badass dog. It was a blue-nosed pit bull, nice and low to the ground, stocky, very friendly, very chill. Raider, that was his name. So Raider was a young pup at this time. He had tons of energy. Energy? Did he have more energy than Nico? Oh, you want to talk about big dick energy, Nico? Nah, not that much energy. But he had a lot of power. He was a hefty dog. He was a hefty dog. If he were to run at you and, like, put, like, you know, put his paws into your chest, he could fucking knock you down. He was a strong dog, you know. So, at the time, he was still a pup. But, so this uh, underclassman, we were walking. Everybody was walking back. And Raider kind of started like messing with him, right? Like just like antagonizing him, like just trying to get after him. And it was weird because we didn't know what Raider was doing, but he wouldn't leave him alone. He just wouldn't leave this kid alone. And we were walking back and we like look back, dude. And like he's like, ah, oh, and everybody's laughing. And we're like turning around to see what the ha- what's happening. <laughs> and this <laughs> this kid, the younger the younger classmate at the time, he was, uh, like, pushed over by Raider, and Raider was straight fucking humping him, giving him the baby strokes, dude. Yeah. Giving him the fucking meat. Giving him the chorty. Full, the chorty. Full red rocket out? Full red rocket no. out, bro. Uh, you know him. You know you know the fucking, you know the stout little fucking pit bulls. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking little blue doses, motherfuckers, you know. They got little slow, they got little baby strokes, you know. So yeah. that's, what he, that's what this kid was getting. <laughs> from the dog and we all just turn back and laugh and we're like what the fuck like how the hell did that happen that's so fucking random dude in practice at, at the end of practice and since then it's just been a memory that stuck with me with this guy and it's just oh man i feel, i wish it wasn't there you know what i mean i think every time that name ever comes up ever whenever it does i just associate it with getting pushed down by raider and fucking just just getting, getting man raider taken to him Raider just let him have it that was a pretty good story I mean lie. people might not have laughed like, but I it's could, a true I could story. imagine that like imagine just walking turning around and a fucking dog just fucking someone yeah it will like how does that happen first of all like I would have been like hey like get off me you know like I would have said something to get someone's attention I wouldn't have just been so quiet he was quiet about it yeah yeah he didn't say nothing I think he, maybe he was like probably liked it honestly he probably didn't want to get bitten that would be scary. Think about it like oh, he's trying uh, to fuck over here and he's trying to get away and he's trying to get his shit off. Yeah. You're a victim. Pitbulls are kinda scary too. They are. It's all about how they're you raise They're beautiful. Ra- they're beautiful dogs. It's all about how you raise them, I think. I'm sorry, they're not scary. I feel like a lot of people think pit bulls are scary, but I think they're beautiful. I don't know. I just threw that out there. Don't, don't, don't I'm sorry guys. I love pit bulls. I'm not Mike Vick. Yeah. What <laughs> what? That went from zero to hundred real quick. Real fucking quick. Shout out Drake. What? We were actually just talking about Drake and the collabs with the Little Dirk. It was interesting. The second collab with Little Dirk on his latest album. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. I think Little Dirk should have. Uh, when he goes into when he switches up his 
flow on the verse, I think he should have like spit that for like at least maybe 15 or 20 more seconds, bro. He would have killed it. Look at you telling little Dirk what to do. Hey, little Dirk. Hey, little Dirk, yo. Nah. You do it like this. I'm just saying, bro. Like, cause it's just, I think it's such thing like, when they collaborate, they made great music. Yeah. I think personally. So I like yeah. little Dirk, bro. I've been, li- I, I've been listening to little Dirk since fucking when he was coming out with fucking Rondo number nine. That was in, if you guys don't know who that is, look him up. Rondo yeah. number N U M B A number nine. Crazy. Yeah, it, it's sad when, uh, when, uh, Hooligans. you see two artists creating something like a, a hit but one doesn't deliver that's tough i guess we have i mean they're just our subjective opinions right yeah because what if in their head it did hit boom do you think they know when it doesn't hit though do you think when they know like when something doesn't hit yeah do you think they still just push it through for the cash yeah the record flops like those uh those songs that get like five different artists in it yeah, well, some are good. They're like for a lot what? of the, like for the like old a week, school. A week. What do you mean? I'm talking about like newer ones. Uh, like let's say be? like Roddy Rich, E Forty, Schoolboy Q, Kendrick, and like hella people in one song, like Quavo, like random ass shit. You don't think that'd be good? I mean, it's so unorganic and it's noticeable because people just want to get that hit. Okay, well, you know? yeah, but what if they but they just wanted to get together and see like what the best they could make? Yeah, you could look at it that way. I think it's just it, all subjective. Yeah. You know, it's all our own opinions. I think that that's kind of like a dream team type of deal. But it never ends up being this. <laughs> yeah, it never ends up being it's great. Rare. It's it, rare. When it's, it's never great. It's always just like, oh yeah, oh it like oh schoolboy Q went off. Yeah, his verse is hard. Yeah. Drake went off. Fucking. Dom Kennedy delivered. You know, but so-and-so fell off. Yeah, that's crazy. It's never, you're right. It's never like a solid. Anybody can, if anybody can bring that up, like if they can have like a five or four or five feature song where it goes the whole way through, I'll give you a free hat. I'll give you a free hat and a free pair of shorts. You guys listening? And I'm, I'm saying you can still play it right now, not just at that time. Like you what gotta be able to play it still to this day. If, oh, it still has to be. It still song, has to be relevant. It has to be a relevant. Yeah, so track. it has to. It has to hold up its standards from when it was released to now. If it still holds, then we'll give you a hat and some shorts. I swear, uh, I'm, I'm, and, I might and, forget. And but if you bring this part, I'm gonna write it down. I'm not gonna fucking forget. I'm gonna write it in this notes too. We're giving out a free hat and shorts. If you can give me a four plus. Wait, what's the what's the max? So four so to the five minimum. Four max five, right? They all have to go. Yeah. Well, is there any criteria like it be rap, hip hop, R and B, alternative rock, either gospel, either, either anything? Yeah, anything. Okay. Well, damn. No, I think it's gonna be too broad. I think somebody's gonna come out with a banger. Rap and R and B. Rap and R and B. Nah, I want to give this stuff away. Yeah. No. No. Because we can't say everything. Because uh. Reggaeton has some good songs with hella people in it. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's what what saying. I don't want to get do that. played. I don't want to get played either. Um, you played yourself. I want to give this away though. How can I do it to where it's still kind of competitive? Huh? 
Should we do hip hop, rap, and R and B? Yeah, that'll be a good one, a good range. Modern, or can they go back to the old schools too? Or what's you modern? go back to the old school. Okay, so there's no limit. No limit, like as long as it holds, as long as it stands, stands the test of time. And how will we decide that? We'll do a poll. If we if we think if me and you think that it's on the fence, then we'll do a poll. Yeah, that that sounds like a great idea. A good little little engagement with you guys. A good little little engagement with you guys. What? Nah. What? Shot, uh, what are you drinking, dude? Dude, I got that amino acids in my cup. In my cup, I that got that DC drink in my Ace. cup. Bulk season. Bulk season, baby. Is it bulk season? I don't fucking know. It's whatever you're doing season. <sighs> no, no November though, so you better hold that dick tight. No, not November. Have you ever done anything for like no something November? <coughs> um, not really. Let's start something. We should do something. What would be a good thing to do? No. I don't know. No negative negativity November. No negativity November. Try to keep all that negative sh- negative shit and negative thoughts at bay. So what's negative though? Like what is the range? Whatever makes you unhappy and whatever's like that foul. You know when you're being foul. You know? And give give people compliments. You have to give people compliments. But it can't be no half ass compliment. You have to mean that shit too. It's be oh hey, like not like oh hey, I like your shirt. No. No. Or maybe if you do really like the shirt. Hey. But what has to be a f- there has to be a follow up. If it's a shirt compliment or an easy like clothing compliment, it ha- you have to follow up. Hey, I like your shirt. It goes really good with your hair. Or like, oh hey, I like your shirt. Oh thank you. Yeah, where'd you get it at? That oh. would lead to a conversation. Oh, la, 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 la. oh la, la. I got it at the man store, dude. Ah, it's fucking dope, isn't it? Ha. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. No. You have to keep engaging. Okay? So, this sounds Fuck, better. You're going to be stuck talking to someone for much. Yeah, bro. This is like my favorite shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking love it. Oh, really? You want to hang out sometime? Bro, you had to change the voice. Did I? You had to I'm sorry. I tried to keep it the same. Fuck. I don't know who I was trying to be. You sound like a fucking... <clears throat> Goonie. Damn, bro, I gotta drink some tea if I want to be doing all these fucking voices. Honestly, these just come to me at the top of my head. This is kind of way wild. It's pretty my, funny, though. It's hilarious. Dude, the way my mind works, honestly, I don't know. I don't even know how. I don't know how, like, people take me serious ever. Hey, fool. I be doing that shit, too. You know? Just don't know. I guess it's not a big deal. Not it's sure. not a big deal. It's not a big deal unless you make it a big deal, okay? But get out of your head, Julio. Okay, you can't stay in your head. You can't see overanalyze me. Oh my god. But yeah, anyway, man, going back to the funny story. Dude, we gotta get your story in. It's not that funny. It's kind of fucked up. Well, let's hear it, man. Shoot, shoot me. So yeah, so we're in class. This is, I was in seventh grade. Seventh grade. Who was it? Seventh grade. I was in class. I was in a uh, Mr. Holmes class. What uh was it? Seventh grade, middle school. Okay, so the Vista. Vista Verde. Shout out. Nothing negative ever happened there. Till I threw that airplane. Dude, an airplane. So I was in the back of the class just chilling, bro. Just, you know, seventh grade. That was when I was doing some nut shit as a kid. Almost getting expelled. For real? Fuck, yeah. You were wilding out? Yeah, well, once I almost got expelled, I think that's when I stopped. 
What happened? What did you do almost to get expelled? I just got suspended so many times. Oh, so like an accumulation of suspensions. Yeah, like I was just happening constantly, constantly, constantly. Damn, dude. I would have never really pictured. Whoa, dad, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that was in seventh grade. But I kind of grew from that. Well, yeah. obviously I did. Yeah, you're like, I'm a little bigger. You know, I'm starting to lift more weights. Yeah, definitely growing. But it was one of the fucked up things I did was I threw, you know, those airplanes that just float around the whole class. Like the little paper ones? Yeah, the little paper airplanes. Yeah. I'm not talking about the ones that just you just shoot fast, not the darts. You're talking about the ones that like catch like, wind if you throw yes, them high yes, and like yes, and they'll, they'll travel yeah. across the room rather <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so like I straight chucked one up in the air. I'm sitting in the back of the class. It goes literally around the whole classroom, like catches air, goes back up, goes back down, catches air again, and it just does a perfect circle around the classroom. And lands right in the fucking middle of Mr. Holmes' head. Like, just straight got him right in the head. And oh, then the, the look in his face is like, he's like, he just got hit. And he just shakes his head. He's like, like you just got like, surprise. What did he say? I, he just fucking looked around. By that time, I was already looking down. I saw his reaction. But as soon as that, I saw that, I felt like I was reading the book. Yeah. But I was fucking dying, bro. I was in my head dying. When, uh, and then he just, I see him pick up the airplane, cr- crumbled it up, and he's like, who threw this? Who threw this? He was fucking pissed. Uh-huh. And I didn't say shit. I didn't get caught. He was just fucking mad that Nobody day. said anything? No one said anything. Cause, Dude, cause, cause shout it, out to it, your classroom. Yeah. Honestly, but, whoever held it down for this little fucking animal, shout out to you. Didn't say shit. I think, I think only my homie that was sitting next to me saw me, but we were both on some nice shit. <laughs> Both of you guys were yeah, rebels. Yeah. So it was like reading time. So everyone had their head down. So, you know, not much people saw. And I seen the whole thing happen. The fucking airplane travel. Just by like, you and your homie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Uh, does your homie remember? I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. He has to. That was a classic moment. Classic funny moment in my That's mind. actually really funny, dude, because I don't know if anybody can really picture Mr. Holmes. Mr. Holmes looks like Think of Peter a, Griffin. Think of Peter Griffin and Porky Pig. If nobody knows who Porky Pig is on the Looney Tunes, okay? So Porky Pig and Peter Griffin, that's Mr. Holmes. And he's what we call, they call, dude, that's fucked up. They used to call him that. They used to scream that shit at him. What? Fucking Peter Griffin. Dude, really? They like, used, while they call he's walking him, into his class. They used to call him Sweaty Back Holmes. So, oh, yeah, I do remember that. Dude, that's fucked up. If you ever listen to this, sir, I apologize, but these are just the nicknames that you were dubbed. I, they're just stating facts. Sweaty Back, because you would start sweating, me. huh? Yeah, like, so I would just go into like, deliver papers every once in a while, and it was so fucking humid in there, dude. Here you go, Sweaty Back Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Sweaty Back. Nah, uh, it's probably it's it's on some low budget Vista Verde shit. Probably they fucked up his AC. They never fixed it. And yeah, Mr. Holmes made a teacher salary. These these t- these all these t shirts were from Ross, so you could, they were just like right through. You can see right when you sweat, you know. It's oh my gosh! Shout out Mr. Holmes. He was a cool teacher though. I actually got to like talk to him, and he showed me some of his uh, football film. Growing up, oh really? He was a linebacker. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, he showed me one of his pick sixes. He looks built like dude, a stocky he w- fucking he, dude. He, he was a fucking beast in high school. Was he really? He showed me his highlights, man. That's cool. And you know, don't get me wrong. We're not bashing this teacher. I mean, it is what it is, you know. But I remember having certain teachers too, and like actually bonding with them. Yeah. You know, you can actually relate to them on a cool level, and it's 
it's it's refreshing. Those people stick with you. I'm a dick, huh? I was that kid that I was able to do that with that teacher, but I was also able to throw him an airplane and hit him in the head. Like you were, you, were pos- you were positioning, you didn't say anything, right? You were you were like, nah, shut the fuck up, homie. I'll fuck you up. Don't say shit, right? So you can keep it cool, Mister Holmes. Yeah. See, I know you read Man. the Forty Eight Laws already, bro. I know you did. Uh, nah, full circle. That's crazy. That's a wild ass story, dude. To especially to not get in trouble because that would have got you suspended for sure. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And especially if you have priors in that class and shit. Like if you've been popping off before, they'll just suspend you at a certain point. I think one of my, cl- not I think, I remember in sixth grade, bro, we had a class that 12 of us got suspended from that class for a whole week. All at once? All at once. What did you guys do? What, so that's a mix of boys and girls. Yeah. Damn. It was probably like two girls. Not that's much. Oh, okay. But it was hella boys. So what did you guys do? We just didn't pay attention to teachers. T- you know, just disrespected them. It was just some kid shit. <laughs> See, what's wild is that... Not if I could go back, bro, I would probably be a little bit cooler. Because goddamn, bro, I was a nut. And a lot of my homies were nuts. I was kind of too scared, dude. My dad whooped my ass. Yeah. That's that's. I wild. didn't have a dad. Dude. Nah, I just get on deep. <laughs> uh, you do okay, so you do have your dad. Nah, nah your dad he, is he's lying. No, fuck it. Nah, Mister Holmes was it? This is a, it's a little inside joke. He kind of fucks with me all the time whenever I talk about certain things. He'll just pull that card on me. Um, you don't even know what to say, huh? Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck to tell it's, you. It's funny. I th- I think it's funny when uh, you have a homie that relates with them. You guys do that shit to each other. But you gotta make fun of your situation, bro. Yeah. No, I. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like, no, but I still feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. ending up the happy story time. <laughs> um, just thank you for everybody for listening. If you're still here at the hour of 14 minute mark and 10 second mark, thank you. We thank you for your support. We thank you for bending your ear. And just listen to us here in the clear, my dear. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody. We took you through a fucking Sacramento storm. It's been yeah. raining, cloudy. The wind's been everywhere. But you know what? We got a nice day today. Yes, we did. So thank you for here for joining us. Stay tuned for the future podcasts to come. It's going to be a heavy month of episodes. Um, <laughs> we have we have some announcements to make about who's going to be on the podcast, too. Just because we're very excited to have certain people on the podcast. We're not going to say anything yet. Uh, but also, if you can give me that, or give us, excuse me, excuse me, um, if you can give us that four plus per, per person feature or band or rapper, however they associate themselves, and it's a banger, they'll get some free shorts. And it, it can be hat. Black Hippie. Nah, it could be whoever, man. Let them fucking do their own research. Because right. it, it can be whatever. All right, all right. But it got to be approved by the board. Yeah, the might board. have to be making some calls. Okay, it's going to be a big deal. All right. Thank you for joining us. We are out.